This is Vicky Santo. You know, Ron Santo, you know that name. How can you not and be anywhere near Chicago? Ron and Vicky Santo, Diabetic Alert Dog Foundation. Hello, Vicky. I have not talked to you on the radio in way too long. How are you? Uh, Steve, it's so nice to talk to you today. And I'm just doing fine. Good. It's always wonderful to hear your voice. Uh, you know, I've, I've told, you've told this story before. I've told this story before. And it has to do with Ron calling in. I think the pet show I hosted at that time was on in the evening. Uh, and Ron called into the show. And it kind of demonstrated to you at the end of the day what dogs can do. I am going to ask you to tell that story yet again. Well, I'd be happy to tell you that story. Uh, you know, we all know how emotional Ron was. And at the time that he called in, he used to complain that our dog Joker didn't like him. And Joker was an Australian shepherd, and he was a very sensitive dog. And as we all know, Ron had quite a personality. And so he would complain that the dog didn't like him. And you, your advice to him was <laughs> that, you know, Ron, we know you're very emotional, especially after we have a loss. And I would suggest to you, Ron, that you go home and get a glass of wine and go into your closet and just drink a glass of wine to calm down. Well, Ron, instead of taking that advice, he said, he said his voice went up and he goes, are you kidding me? I should go into my closet because the dog doesn't like me. I mean, it was just hysterical. It was just hysterical. But, but that was the beginning of me finding out how sensitive dogs are, how much they pick up on, their, on your emotion. And Joker, even though he had not been trained as a diabetic alert dog, when Ron would have a low sugar, Joker would come and get me. And I never really understood what was the, I would say to the dog, do you have to go out? What's going on? And he would lead me back to the bedroom, and Ron would be, have such a low blood sugar that he wasn't even coherent. It was kind of an interesting beginning to why we started the Diabetic Alert Dog Foundation. Did you ever have, at that point in time, any notion that dogs can do this? No. I had no idea, no idea. And oddly enough, after Ron passed away, and eight weeks after Ron passed, the dog passed away. And, and Ron's kidney shut down, which was part of the reason that he passed. But eight weeks after Ron died, the dog's kidney shut down. Hmm. And he was, he passed as well. And I got... I had another dog that I had gotten uh, from a rescue, and I was working with him for medical alert reasons. And I happened to be in a, a store one day, and the teller said, oh, that, is that a diabetic alert dog? And I went, no, I don't know, I don't know anything about that. And he said, well, my mom works to train diabetic alert dogs, and that conversation is what started my you know, uh, thoughts to help diabetics, um, you know, trying to live with the disease. And it was so important to Ron to help others that had diabetes 
that this seemed like the perfect uh, opportunity to um, have his legacy carry on. And more than anything else in the world, I I did not know Ron very well. I've gotten to know you, uh, for which I'm very grateful, much better. Uh, But Ron, over and over, you didn't have to know him well because he talked about this very publicly. Uh, And he not only talked about it, he took action about helping children in particular with diabetes and to, to enhance their quality of life. And the organization, and friends, I want you to hear the next part of this conversation. The organization that you began, the Ron and Vicky Santo Diabetic Alert Dog Foundation, has changed, at this point in time, many lives for children, but impacting the entire family in a good way, in an absolutely great way as well. We'll talk about what this organization does and what these dogs can do. And take your telephone calls for Vicky Santo, 312-981-7200. You can call or you can text. And we'll be back with Vicky on WGN. And this is WGN Radio. Steve Dales of the World, mayoral candidate Jamal Green is in the green room, as we say. Maybe that room was named for him. I'm not quite sure. I am sure that the amazing Vicky Santo is on the phone. I say amazing because your organization and you have been dedicated to do something quite amazing. Tell me specifically what the Ron and Vicky Santo Diabetic Alert Dog Foundation does, Vicky. Well, the, our foundation uh, raises funds to buy dogs for buy and train dogs for children. And adults as well, but children with diabetes. And the dogs are, it takes approximately a year to train the dogs. And then there's still a period of training that goes on once the handler gets their dog. Because the dog and the handler have to learn each other, if you understand what I'm talking about. So when a diabetic's sugars change, there's a smell that the dog can recognize that lets them know that the children, that the diabetics uh, sugars are either going high or they're going low. And so this uh, alert will let the diabetic take care of this, whether they need more insulin or whether their sugars are low and they need more glucose. This is, uh, and this is about 15 minutes before this can be picked up on a glucometer. And the, the beauty of this is that it keeps these, these blood sugars in range. And when they stay in range, it eliminates or reduces the um, long-term effects of diabetes, which Ron suffered with the you know, amputation of both legs. And he had the proliferative retinopathy. I mean, he had a lot of complications with diabetes that could have been eliminated had he been able to keep his sugars in range. Do you think that it was quite incredible that Ron was able to achieve all he did in life on the field I'm talking about now, and all the travel and all the other things involved, which were a little more difficult back then, even the travel was, compared to today being diabetic in that era? Oh, absolutely. You know, I just read a quote that, that was on our website from Ron, that you can have all the talent in the world, 
it's your heart that makes the difference. And that was Ron. His heart was so into baseball. He loved so much that he, he never ignored the diabetes, but he didn't want the Cubs or any, anybody to know about it that, that would give them a reason to say, well, we can't, you know, you can't play. And so he, he struggled. I mean, he took care of his diabetes as best he could, and he didn't even let the organization know until years into, after he had won gold gloves, and uh, then he let them know that, you know, he was diabetic. And how did the organization, we've not talked about this before, I don't think, and then I most certainly want to get back to the dogs and the training of the dogs and what these dogs do. How did the organization respond? Well, at that point, he was one of their top players. So he, they weren't going to, you know, they accepted, you know, they said, well, you're dealing with this and, you know, you're still playing for us, obviously. But it was a funny story because he and Beckett were roommates on the road and <clears throat> Beckett was not hitting very well and Ron was doing great. And he <clears throat> had stepped into his bathroom, into their, you know, bathroom to take a shot. And apparently the way the door was, there was a mirror and Beck could see him taking a shot you know, in, in the mirror. And he goes, listen, listen, Romy, I, I don't care what it is you're taking, but you're hitting much better than I am. And so I want to I know if I can't get some of that. You know, and, that's when, and that's when Beck, he told Beck, you know, that he was diabetic. Hmm. And you're talking about Glenn Becker. Now, Glenn me, Becker, yeah. yeah, let me get back to the dogs. So these dogs are trained, you mentioned. How are they trained? Well, when a diabetic sugars change, they emit uh, an odor. Okay, so it, like they'll sweat, and their t-shirts will get you know full of, of of the sweat. So we have them. We have the diabetic send us a t-shirt that's filled with the sweat. It's cut up into tiny strips, and it's tucked into soft toys that puppies play with from day one. I mean, from whenever we start training them, they're looking for this smell, this toy. And this is the beginning of their scent training. And so when they find, you know, we'll hide the toy uh, anywhere. And when the puppy finds it, they get rewarded by either playing with them or a treat. And this is the beginning of the training process. So these dogs are trained from puppy stage. Now you can't, you know, obviously the obedience training doesn't really get into until about six months old when they're old enough. But they start looking for this scent when they're two, three months old. That's and so then that transfers to that now we take the dog out and the diabetic will, um, when they smell that, um, when they smell that odor, they will come up to, to the diabetic and kind of poke them with their nose or kind of dance around or wag their tail and interestingly enough, at the end of the training process for our dogs, we have the diabetic that's going to receive that dog send us their scent. So they send us their sweaty T-shirt, and that's used for the training of the dog that they're going to receive. So when they come and meet their dog, this is what's so crazy. It's like the dog will go up and smell them. And instantly, just like sit down next to them and put their head on their lap, like you're my person. It's just, it just gives you chills. It's so exciting to see the, the delivery of these dogs and how much it means 
to the kids and the families that are going to get the dog. And that story you told just gave me the chills. So what you're saying is that they get the scent in advance at the point in time that they know you are the person that is going to get that dog, and then that dog instantly goes to that person months later and and knows that that, you are my person, and I like you. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, and, and the, you know, usually when diabetics are going to receive their dogs, you know, they're nervous. So their blood sugars, their sugars are high, you know, when they are going to first meet their dog. And so that's the thing that's so crazy. I mean, we have them come here to Arizona. Our trainer is in Buckeye, Arizona. So they come here when the dog is fully trained and ready to be sent home with their handler. They come to Buckeye and they spend three or four days with uh, our trainer and the dog. So they're going into stores. They're going into restaurants. Every, you know, they, they're going to go on the plane with them, so they take them to the airport. The dogs have already been to all these places, so it's not a surprise. And now they're going to this place with the person where they get that smell and they're, they instantly alert. A lot of times they'll alert within five, ten minutes of meeting their person. They're like, yeah, I know you. You're my wow. person. Wow. So cool. It's so cool. And, and this not only helps the person who is going to have the dog. Most often in your case we're talking children. But right. it, it helps the entire family. Can you explain how? Well, not only the entire family, but before, most of the time, if these children are anywhere, however old they are, and if they don't get their symptoms that they're going low, especially at night, the parents are up checking on them every couple hours to make sure that they're okay. And this is what Ron always used to say to me. He said, I feel so sorry for parents of young diabetic children because they don't get a night's sleep. They have to get up and check on these kids through every all night. Now, for the parent, this is like, oh my gosh, this is eyes on, or you know, the the dog is with the child at night, all night long. So if that child starts his sugar change, the dog is alerting. Or day or night, once they get that smell, they alert. And so and it's not even only the family, it's when the kids are going to school and they have to know that there's a a, a nurse in the school in case they're having uh, any a reaction. So the dog going to school with the child, now the, ch- the nurse doesn't have to worry about, oh, should I check on them? Because the dog is right there letting them know everything's cool or it's not. You know, Vicki, I wish you were in studio because I'd want to give you a great big hug. Oh. Uh, from, <laughs> from Chicago, not only from me, for everything you've done, uh, how many dogs have you adopted out, the organization adopted out? You know, we started this in 2014, and I think we have over 55 dogs, and they're all over the country. There's, you know, a lot in Illinois, they're in Indiana, a lot in North and South Carolina. One of our people that got the dogs that lived in Illinois at the time, the young boy moved to North Carolina, and his endocrinologist said, oh, my God, this is fabulous. So we've gotten a lot of referrals. And we've gotten uh, referrals from all over the country, which is really amazing. You know, it doesn't, you don't have to live in Illinois. You don't have to live, you don't have to, you know, be in Chicago. Um, but it's, it's 
the and word has spread. When once these people get, then they the diabetics are like a community. So no matter where they are, if one has a dog, they all you know they see it and they go, "Wow, but that's really great." So it is. That's how our it spread. But training dogs cost money. And I, I, I'll tell you, I can't be more of a supporter of this organization. And I hope you consider, and if you've ever known a, a diabetic, particularly one who has suffered diabetes from childhood on, you can make a difference for children now by helping this organization. My goodness, I sound like a telethon. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean what I say, Vicki. Uh, please give us the website. It's ronsantofoundation.com. That's easy. And, Go ahead. And the thing that the one thing just to know is that a lot of times kids with diabetes are don't have confidence. These dogs give them confidence that you can't believe. All of a sudden, they're going to school, and this dog gets to go with them, and they're the cool kid on the block. <laughs> and the kids that have been, you know, bullied and and uh, ignored, all of a sudden they're the cool kid, and it's just been. It's life-changing for the young kids. It's absolutely life-changing. Well, I hope the owners of the Chicago Cubs step up and invite you back to Wrigley Field for a benefit or some such thing for the amazing work that you are doing on behalf of the Ron and Vicki Santo Diabetic Alert Dog Foundation. Vicki, you must know Chicago loves you, and this is absolutely one of many reasons why. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Steve. So nice to be with you.